Hey, ladies. Have you heard of something called the purity culture? It is where the teachings of abstinence have been so strong that it has left many believers struggling to be intimate, even with their own spouse. And then there are those who have become believers after being married and now worry about honoring God in this area, wondering how do we follow God's teaching for a biblical, intimate relationship? So today, we're taking a close look at what the Bible says about intimacy in marriage to hopefully undo some of those wrongs that have been done and to give a clear view of God's design for this special relationship between a husband and a wife. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right? to stop worrying all the time, and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord. Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, Grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. As you have probably guessed, we're not going to be talking about a topic today that would be good or appropriate for little ears to hear. So I would recommend that you listen to this particular episode in private. Unfortunately, There are those who have been affected by the purity culture taught in churches in a negative way, where the emphasis on abstinence before marriage is taught so strongly and so one-sided that when these believers get married, they have a hard time being intimate with their spouse. If you or your spouse have been affected by this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Instead of enjoying the pleasure of their marriage relationship, they feel anxiety, guilt, and shame as if being intimate with their spouse is somehow dirty or sinful. Certainly, fornication is clearly a sin, one that can have life-changing consequences. But this doesn't mean that sex, when done in the right context, is bad or dirty or sinful in any way. Others have questions, now that they're believers, as to what does God's word say about this intimate relationship between a husband and wife? And in wanting to be true to God's word, they wonder what is permissible and what does God consider a sin? As we will see today, God designed sex and did so not only for us to multiply and to fill the earth, but also for the intimate pleasure between a husband and a wife. In Ephesians 5, 3 and 4, we read, But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for the saints, 
neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse gesturing, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So the church is right in teaching that sex before marriage is a sin, and like any other sin, should certainly be avoided. We want to not do this. Unfortunately, due to the fact that the consequences of this particular sin can be so difficult to hide from others, therefore bringing shame to the family as well as lifelong changes that it can bring, there has been an overemphasis in some cases that have left a negative effect on believers. This has led many men and women to have a difficult time being intimate with their spouse. The church has taught on this through purity seminars and things like the True Love Weight study books that they have for teenagers. And, you know, my husband and I have taught True Love Weights classes and in and of themselves, they're not bad. They're actually very good. They teach some great things such as, you know, that God has a perfect spouse for you and a perfect time as to when that you're going to get married. So you don't have to be out searching for that person. You don't have to worry about when it's going to happen or who it's going to be because it's all a part of God's perfect plan. And so it takes the pressure off of that. And then also how not to be deceived by those who are not really interested in your purity and that they're just out to get what they want as well as ways to help you to not put yourself in a situation that's going to make keeping that commitment all the more difficult. The problem lies is that some who have taught on abstinence have gone too far. They have made all of sex pure and moral, dirty, and only to fulfill the desires of lust. As we will see today, that is not what God's word teaches on the subject. We also receive intense shame and wrong information about this from society in general. Intense shame if our actions have resulted in having a baby outside of marriage. Were the person's actions sinful? Absolutely. However, with God, all sin is sin. There's not levels of sin where one is worse or less wrong than another one. It's just easier to hide pride or selfishness or lying or stealing from other people so that we can appear to be more righteous. Having a child outside of marriage feels a bit like wearing a banner that says, yep, I sinned, I had sex before marriage, and it feels awful. We all tend to forget Romans 3.23, where it tells us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The unwed mother that you see with her baby is no different than the rest of us. We've all sinned, and thankfully, we are all covered under God's grace and forgiveness for the sins that we have committed. Another way that we get the wrong idea about this, and and I'm not sure if things are still this way, but I know that when I was growing up, girls were made to think that we were not supposed to like being intimate with a man. We were, you know, if we liked it or if we showed that we liked it or if we initiated it in any way, then we were made to feel like we were harlots, you know, and and just not right. And that's so not the case. As we will talk about in a minute, God made male and female as well as the bond of marriage to enjoy for both the husband and the wife to enjoy. We can also feel anxiety and shame from a sinful past. The enemy knows all too well how to bring the weight of that sin and shame into our hearts and minds, making our sinful past feel larger than life and overwhelming. But God tells us this, 
If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Fornication is actually listed with a whole host of other sins that we are forgiven for and that God remembers no more when we repent of them and ask for His forgiveness. He also tells us in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If we've had a sinful past, then we need to come to God and repent of it and have a repentant heart, be forgiven and let it go. If you have been made to feel that intimacy and marriage brings anxiety and fear or shame, give this to God. Let your heart not be troubled and receive his peace. Replace your fear and your anxiety with the truth of God's word and what he has given as a gift in marriage. So quickly, I want to make a note to parents because by all means, you should be teaching your kids about this, giving them clear, correct information. And I can tell you from growing up myself and from raising teenagers, there's a lot of wrong information out there. And kids need to have the knowledge of the truth so that they can make good decisions and good choices in this area. Also, it's important to teach it from all sides of the subject, teaching them that yes, fornication is a sin that can lead to life changing circumstances, and go over with them what the reality of those circumstances look like. And then also teach that intimacy within a marriage is not only permitted, but it is meant to be enjoyed and is necessary for a strong, healthy relationship. Also teach them that withholding sex is never to be used as a punishment when you're mad at your spouse. That we're never to keep ourselves from our spouse unless it's something that we've agreed upon, something that for whatever physical reason that you can't do this right now, and it's something that you both agree on. And make sure that they know that pregnancy outside of marriage is not the end of the world. You need to do this because if this does happen, you want your kids to come to you for help and for information and to have them not make a bad decision because they were too afraid to come to you and to talk to you about this. I personally know of families who their daughter did have a child before she was married and then got married to the father afterwards. I know of families who the dad is not in the picture at all. But the daughter and the granddaughter are loved and supported by the daughter's parents. And then families who could not have children of their own, but they have been blessed by being able to adopt a baby from a young girl who was not ready to raise a baby. These are certainly not ideal situations and should be avoided if possible, but it does happen. And there's no reason that, you know, we need to live with guilt and shame for the rest of our lives if it does happen. So we know what not to do. And we know how some people have gotten to this place of feeling shame and anxiety over being intimate with their spouse. But what does the Bible teach us on this subject? We read in Genesis 1, 27 through 28, that God created our bodies. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And I realize that this scripture is probably not new to you. However, stop and think about this for a minute. 
If God created our bodies, every single minute part of them, then he also created those parts that bring us pleasure when we are intimate with our spouse. I don't think that I need to go into graphic detail here. Just know that your body's reaction to that touch from your husband is how God created you to be. He created you to be this way, to have pleasure with your spouse that you have with no one else. It is not something sinful or lustful when it is done between a husband and a wife. God also created marriage and tells us what the marriage relationship is to be like. In Genesis 2, 24 and 25, it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. They shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Adam and Eve were naked in the Garden of Eden, and they were not ashamed. And as we read earlier, God told them to be fruitful and multiply. And here we read that they become one flesh, meaning that they are to have this close intimate relationship with each other that they have with no one else. God designed the union of a husband and a wife and for them to share their bodies with each other in an intimate way. As a matter of fact, listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 7 verses 3 through 5. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control." So God clearly tells us here that we are to render the affection due to each other, the husband to his wife and the wife to her husband. This is how God designed the marriage relationship to be, for you to be intimate with your spouse. And note here that we are not to withhold our bodies from one another. And this is what I was talking about earlier and what we teach our kids, because I know that there are some women who withhold sex from their husbands as some kind of punishment or, you know, because they're mad at them or the way to get back at them in some way or to get their own way. And this is not biblical and it is no way to resolve a conflict. So please, ladies, don't be doing this with your husbands. If your husband wants to be intimate with you, unless there's a reason that you can't, you are not to withhold yourself from him. And yes, there are times when it's that time of the month or there's a difficulty in pregnancy or that kind of thing, and that's fine. But at any other time, we should be finding ways to make this happen in the same way that we would want our husbands to find ways to make it happen for us. In today's society, where there is a never-ending supplies of stories of sexual escapades, extramarital affairs, and all kinds of sexual immorality and perversion... What once was pronounced as good in the Garden of Eden has been twisted to be illicit, casual, and self-gratifying. Love is now lust, and it's all about getting instead of giving, and no strings attached, as opposed to being actually committed to one another. Because of this, we have been made to think that all of sex, even sex within a marriage, is something that is lustful or even dirty. We have lost sight of what God's design for love and marriage truly is. And that he created it not only for us to multiply and fulfill the earth, 
but as something for us to enjoy and to find pleasure in within the protection of marriage. There are a few places in scripture that even get a little detailed on the pleasures of intimacy in marriage. Song of Solomon happens to be one of them. It depicts the love between Solomon and the Shulamite girl. It is a representation of what God's design is for love between a husband and a wife, as well as what Christ's love is for the church. And if God chooses to use this kind of an intimate love to show us how he loves us as his church, then it is certainly not anything that we need to ever feel ashamed or guilty about but what we should strive for in our marriage. In Proverbs 5, Solomon is teaching his son about the snare of the adulterous woman and gives him the following advice in verses 18 and 19. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth as a loving deer and a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. It is the enjoyment of the pleasures of intimacy with his wife that keeps him from the snares of temptation with the adulterous woman. Sex is a gift that God has given to those who are married for a husband and wife as mutual pleasure and enjoyment, and it keeps us from the snares of those temptations. Some have asked what is permissible or not permissible in the marriage bed. And in scripture, there are no real parameters that are mentioned as to what acts of love are allowed or disallowed. You are free to do whatever brings both of you pleasure. This is one of the purposes of lovemaking, to bring a type of pleasure to your spouse that no one else can do. However, it does indicate that it is strictly between a husband and a wife. In Hebrews 13, 4, we read, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. It is very clear that it is only between a husband and wife, meaning that bringing anyone else into the relationship is not of God. Recently, I read somewhere that this would also include pornography, and I would tend to agree with this as, you know, we already know that viewing pornography is sinful, And even within a marriage, this opens up the door to so many ways that the enemy can come and cause problems in your marriage. So I would highly recommend that you stay clear of this. One other thing that I would like to point out, and yes, I realize that in our society today, this is going to be something that some are not going to like. However, God's word is quite clear. The union of marriage is between a man and a woman only. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9, we read, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. I know that through our society, the enemy is working really hard to make us believe that same-sex marriages are acceptable, even to the point where this line of thinking is infiltrating our churches in what is being taught from the pulpit, as well as some of the curriculum that is taught to our kids and grandkids, not only in school, but in some of the church programs as well. As the scripture says, do not be deceived. Be watchful and diligent to see to it that yourselves and your children have a clear understanding of what God's word teaches on this subject. 
Now, I have one little extra tidbit of information for you. This is something that I learned from a former pastor of mine at a marriage retreat. And I've discussed this with my husband and actually was even brave enough (laughs) one time to talk about this amongst a group of couples um, when we were discussing marriage and found this to be quite true. So for men, sex isn't just about feeling good for them. It's also a stress reliever. The act of lovemaking actually makes them feel somewhat invincible and that they can conquer the world. Men have a great deal of pressure on them. I mean, stop and think about it. They are the provider for your family. And in some cases, they are the sole provider. And they're responsible to God for you and for your children, for your well-being, for your spiritual well-being, your physical well-being. And this is a huge responsibility. Since learning this, when I see that my husband is stressed out or overwhelmed by life, then I will initiate intimacy with him and help to relieve some of that stress and to give him the boost that he needs to carry on. And ladies, it works. I have seen the difference that it has made in my husband, so I totally suggest that you try it. The next time that you see that your husband is stressed out or overwhelmed or, you know, maybe he's just cranky and that's how he shows this to you, plan some intimate time alone with him and then see the difference that it makes. So lastly, and this is particularly for those who are struggling to be intimate with their spouse, the Holy Spirit can help you change this by renewing your mind by helping you to let go of the lies and the shame and the guilt that you have been feeling, and by replacing it with the truth of God's word. In Romans 12, 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All of those things that we have talked about today, they are the truth of God's word. It is what God has designed marriage to be like and the marriage relationship to be like. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you replace those thoughts of shame and guilt with God's truth. Be in prayer and meditate on what the scriptures teach. In Philippians 4, 8, we are told, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So meditate, think about it, read it over and over again of what God's design for their, for your marriage relationship is to be, that he has given you this gift of the marriage relationship. He has given you this gift of intimacy. He has made your body so that they respond to the touch of your spouse. And it is a good thing. God created it and said, it is good. We are also given the following promise. And this is in Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and it is the Holy Spirit who works in us to renew our minds and to make us more like Christ. Trust in the Holy Spirit to heal your heart and to learn to enjoy your marriage relationship. Have a blessed day. 
Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this. Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.